Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers. And welcome to No Church Answers, a Christian roundtable discussion for men. This is podcast number 268. Hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a grow, spin it around, boom! Not sure where you ended up. Spin it around, find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, And that is where we're at. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys, and each of us are on our own spiritual journey making meeting daily challenges just like you and that's why we're here we're all spiritual guys but we're having discussion for men and we aren't taking any church answers our podcasts are available on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and we're also on facebook youtube and at www.nochurchanswers.com please write our podcast leave a review and you know it wouldn't be possible without your support so thank you so much so and with that, I'm going to go ahead at this time and introduce the panel, former world-class policy writer and a current professional gambler. He's the show producer. It's Mr. Steve Ditch. Hey, nope. Steve. He is a former prosecutor and attorney. We call him the judge, kind of the group historian, uh, Michael Cropper. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. A big deal in uh, a talent development, kind of corporate trainer or a commercial strength teacher kind of the group theologian uh, we call him the professor robert koshu hey robert. Hello, robert and my name is bill cox i'm basically the host work as a salesman contractor and kind of a nurse right about now so uh that's kind of where we're going and with that i'm going to go ahead and uh turn it over to mr steve ditch oh i was afraid of that but <laughs> no. we're going to talk about uh, this is going to be the this is going to be the episode everybody's going to don't make eye contact with Bill. Don't make eye right. contact with Bill. Don't call on me. When, 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 what do we, what do we do when, well, we, when we don't know what to pray? And I think it's a, it's an interesting topic for men. I think it's interesting because you can go two ways with it. Uh, the, the lesson book and the title itself implies, uh, oh, when you're tongue-tied before God, uh, you got nothing but groans. What do you do? I, I can't. I can't articulate what I what I want. The other side of the coin, though, is I was thinking about this on the way over. What's should we be bringing? I'm going to call it trivial stuff to God. Is it is it okay to pray for a fast uh, a fast line on the gas at the gas station or a or or no traffic on the way over or that you hit all the green lights because you're running late to the podcast um or does that just seem too trivial i'm i'm and i'm being being serious here because we've seen group prayers where people pray for things and things that are important to them aren't necessarily seem important to the world at large well what do we do when we don't know what to pray and what should we pray for and are there are there any little prayers, as they say? Mm, trivial things. <laughs> Let's ask Michael Cropper. Yeah. I, I, you know what this reminds me of? When Steve started going into this, I'm thinking, <laughs> it's like you make your wife mad and you don't know why she's mad. And, you, and, you, and you're trying to find out what you did wrong. That, that's a legitimate comparison. <laughs> it is a legitimate comparison. 
All right. Uh, so last week, folks, we looked at the topic, praying for others, but we really morphed into the topic of praying specifically. And uh, Bill shared with us that his wife has cancer, and he sometimes feels helpless. And he cannot use his alpha skills or personality to push forward like he would do normally, like take the bull by the horns and wrestle it down. Uh, he said that he's praying for his wife's healing, and he's praying for wisdom if, that, if something does happen and she doesn't get healed. Robert told us that the basis for praying for others should be built around consistent studying the Bible and praying, especially when we do not have the time to pray or we do not want to pray. And he said to use the recipe of Acts if you are not sure where to start or what to, what to pray or how to pray. And those four things from Acts, A is adoration, C is confession, T is thanksgiving, and S is supplication. Then Stephen Robert went on and said that as men, we sometimes do not know what to pray. And this lack of knowledge sometimes is viewed by other men as a weakness. Although it is not a weakness, it's perfectly normal for us to be in that position. And then Mike said that if we want to, to learn to pray, we start simply with a very basic step, and that's make a list of people we know need prayer. And now this week's podcast, uh, when we don't know what to pray, what, to, what do we pray? We'll address specifically a time when we want to pray, but we are lost for words on what we should pray or how we should pray. We usually experience this when we learn of an unexpected tragedy, such as the children who were all killed at the Uvalde school shootings. So we want to share with you some of our experience and our thoughts when we get into these situations, and hopefully this will give you some inspiration as well. Bill? Excellent. Uh, Professor? So I didn't know Mike was taking notes on us, so I'm going to have to start watching what I'm saying is what I heard there. <laughs> that was a really good summary, though, Mike. In, in all honesty. That was I did nice, that didn't it? Yeah, I didn't no, say the bad Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm impressed. He didn't say the bad stuff I brought up. Um, you know, honestly, a lot of times the G2C, GC2 Press, which is whose book we use, and we're doing the Connect 360 study, Prayer That Moves Heaven. Um, a lot of their studies are really good. I thought this one was kind of pithy. Uh, I'm sorry, but it was. It, it was full of standard Sunday school, nonsensical. I, I, the, the idea I got is somebody threw out to this author, you need to write a series on prayer. And he started into it, and he got to this lesson, and he didn't know what to do with it, at, at, you know, from a, from a practical standpoint. I mean, we could talk all day theologically about what groaning in the spirit means, but if we don't let Scripture intersect our lives at some point, and our, our faith doesn't intersect what we do day to day, then there is no point to our faith. And so I, I kind of want to take it from that approach, that where do we talk about this becoming part of our faith and part of our daily walk and part of how we live our lives every day because we have we have lives we have wives that get sick we have children that go off to college we have girlfriends who have brothers that are sick you know mm -hmm. we have you know loads of work at yeah. work that we have to take care of that we're responsible for. So how does our faith come back and intersect all of that? And I think that's where 
the groaning in the spirit comes from as we talk about it. Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. And this is Romans 8, 26 through 27. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. I just wanted to, to put a couple of things. Uh, if you're a writer, and I know uh, um, our producer, Steve Titch, is, is actually an awesome one, <clears throat> whereas me, I'm a little more of an Indian amateur. Um, and you'll have um, writer's block if you're ever a, ever a writer. Or, or maybe you're just a student and you've had that. And I'll, I'll just give you the, the cure that I have for writer's block. I write about the writer's block. I just write that, wow, I'm sitting here, my screen is blank. I can't think of anything. And you know what? I am Furious! I have a deadline coming up. I just put all that emotion, everything that I'm feeling in there. I feel like a loser. I feel, and then inevitably, I feel better after venting about the writer's block. I really don't know if that really helps anybody about necessarily prayer, but I think the thing about it is you have to be intentional about what you are trying to do. And that's how I do with writer's block. And I was thinking about that on, as I was driving over here about this lesson. But, the, you know, kind of like this, the similarities. If you're stumped, that's the kind of thing I do. And so, uh, Steve. Well, I like that. You've got a writer writes. That's, I've got to take that into account because you're writing. Maybe yeah, yeah, that's you're, you're 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 pushing that block away simply by writing about it. It's 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 funny in a way, but I can see it working because once you get the words flowing, then you can get to your real lead and then go back and cut that first section out. But it's a, it's a great tip. I I I've, I've never heard it before, so I commend it. Uh, but I yeah I do I think there's room to go deep here. This this verse by Romans launched. Uh, a significant launch that it launches the church answer you've heard whenever you've shared with a group and said out front you know I just can't put my prayers into words and somebody will chime in and say well that's okay the Holy Spirit knows what's in your heart which is again true but you need to be able to get in touch with that and you need to be able to take something to the Lord other than your your groans, which, again, the Holy Spirit certainly may know where you're going with it. But part of that, let's, let's take it back to your opening comment. You need to fix things with your wife. You can't really sit there and go, that's what I do. Doesn't work, but I do it. But likewise, it doesn't. Let's put it in prayer that has its limits as well. And so really it's, it's, it's so the Holy Spirit, it will, it will take our groaning into account, but where do we run with that? 
men's prayers men's prayers are three types they're offensive <clears throat> help me get this or they're defensive help protect me from this or the third one should be a prayer of gratitude a prayer of reverence a prayer of acknowledging the Lord being able to answer those other prayers and sometimes in a prayer you'll have an off please give me this and protect me this you may have different components in the in the same prayer but really it's just three things and every time that I don't know what to pray for it's that's not it that's the church answer the real deal is that I know the answer I don't know if I want to hear it because we're, we've all been walking down this faith path a long time. And I agree with you, Steve, talking about some of these people that they say they, we, I pray unceasingly. Really? Are you one of those people that has a little prayer book and just shuffles around and stuff? Well, then you're not a part of the world. You're not interacting with this world. You know, you, you have free will. But there are moments when you aren't going to have the answer you're gonna pray for that guidance but oftentimes especially if you've been walking with the Lord a long time you probably already know that answer <laughs> and maybe don't want to hear it that's that's funny because you know is it is it so much that you don't know what to pray or you don't want to pray what you know you should pray Absolutely. It, 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 I, I would never admit that. I, I, and I, I'm going to go with I think it's some of both. I think there are literally times we don't know what to pray. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, Not when and, I'm by and, myself. Well, and, well, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the example of there are people that ask for, hey, I've got a need. Could you pray for me? There God, you go. God knows that's what it is. That's when I don't. Right. Be, be, and that's because it's. It's something with their family they don't want to discuss, or it's something very personal they don't want to discuss, and and those those are we don't know in those in God does, you know I I think you're totally right I I think it's that's one you know pray pray for Bobby God because you know he's got something he's weighing with or he's fighting with right now that and and maybe a legit question you can ask is it something that's weighing on you or is it something you're fighting. And those are two different things. Something's pressing down on you, or I'm fighting back on this. Or it's a worry or anxiety that I have. And I think maybe when somebody says that, maybe that's a clarifying question we can ask. Hey, I don't want to know what it is, but is it something you're, like, struggling with? Is it something you're having anxiety about? You know, can you t at least tell me that? And if they say no, you immediately back off. You know, just because that helps me a little bit better on how to pray for. You know, Give to a, me or protect me. Yeah, just honestly, to me, it just it just boils it boils down to that, and I and I agree with you, Robert, on those kind of things. Um, I'm not going to go into the uh, 
to the deep water with them about the issue because I don't I'm not that professional you know it, unfortunately mine's going to be a uh, waiter's prayer you know I'm not mm -hmm. going in the deep water over this kind of stuff I, 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 I care I'm concerned but I don't have any special power well, or, or anything this is worth worth talking about because there's there's a where you're coming from robert there's a there's a social aspect right and there's a kind yes. of a confidentiality and this this i think can be a problem in discipleship groups mm -hmm. um it can be it can be a personality issue i'm going to go directly to your wife beverly when 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 you told me flat out when her diagnosis came out she asked you to keep it in confidence which you did and you basically said there'll be a time when she's comfortable talking about it but she's not going to talk about it now and so you and so we have general prayers but her purpose was not to frustrate us in that oh we don't know what to pray for right because i i see issues sometimes in discipleship groups uh, or, or prayer groups, however you call it at your church, uh, small groups, where the prayer list is treated as a community newsletter. Or things, yeah. and, and, and really in a discipleship group, it should be what, said, what is said in a discipleship group stays in a discipleship group. Um, and in most cases, I think it does when the Lord is with there, but sometimes there's the temptation to... Oh, did you hear what's going on in so and so's life? And that's not—that's not. We're not asking for prayers. We're we're at, we're we're beginning to gossip. And we are not going to gossip, but we are going to be right back. This is No Church Answers Podcast Two Sixty Eight. We'll be right back. This is Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV Network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA Channel 16.5. To make a tax-deductible contribution and learn more details, please look us up on GoFundMe.com under Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men or donate directly through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org thank you so much for your support and now back to the fellas of man up and welcome back everybody this is no church answers podcast number 268 and we're talking about when we don't know what to pray now you have to I mean, we're all men think about the situation where you don't know what to say or do okay now we can cross off what you don't know when you don't know what to do because you've already decided that you're going to pray but now you don't know what to pray okay to me 
that means that you're uh, you're kind of like me. You're in unfamiliar water, and so like with my wife's uh, diagnosis, um, I'm praying for clarity <laughs> on what I on what I should do, um, and, and and for hope, and for having a good attitude, and being able to have gas in my car <laughs> you know i mean i'm it's just so out of my element of getting up getting ready going to work and then coming home this whole um other idea taking care of someone who is who is ill is totally different and so those are the times i think when people have um, where they don't know what to pray for. It's these huge unknowns or uncertainties that hit them that they don't know what to pray, that they, which road to pray for, because everybody wants to be right. I think that's the, that's the main thing. Not only I want to be right, but I want to be godlike. I want to make sure that I'm praying for the right thing, that God will bless it, and it will happen. And I think that for men, especially, well, for this man, is a huge stumbling block. Steve mentioned in the, is it okay, Robert? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve yeah. mentioned the first, I think. Um, we look, we're looking, folks, at lesson. I think Steve mentioned it out of prayer, the book Connect 360. And the name of our, our uh, lesson that, that giving us direction to, to, to talk about and study and, and prayer, and that's when we don't know what to pray. Steve was very explicit with that. Um, the author in this book doesn't really give us practical advice like Steve said. What he does, he lists the attributes of the Holy Spirit, and he lists the gifts of the Spirit, and he lists the fruits of the Spirit, and he tells us that Jesus intercedes for us before the Father. So he lists two, two intercessors for us, both Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus is listed that way in, in Hebrews and said he is continually interceding for us before the Heavenly Father. But the, the, the question here, and, and this came to my mind at first, and, and I don't mean this derogatory, but I'm thinking, well, if, and, and if, if God knows our hearts, because you look at the second scripture there, 27, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with, with the will of God. So you got the Holy Spirit that comes from God, and you got the Holy Spirit that knows God, and then you got the Holy Spirit that communicates with our spirit, right? And and I've never quite put that together, but our spirit communicates with him, and our whole our 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 spirit knows our heart, but also God searches our heart himself. So why do we need the Holy Spirit to pray for us? <laughs> if he knows our heart backward, he's omnipotent. But I mean there there is a lot of scripture telling us what the Holy Spirit does. But it, that thought came to me when we were first studying this. I'm thinking, why, why do we need the Holy Spirit? God knew the hearts of all those people in the Old Testament, from David, Adam, Moses, you name it. He knew all their hearts. But, but I, I'm getting the idea, and, and from what we're discussing here, that the, the Holy, Holy Spirit is sent here specifically to be in our hearts in a much more personal relationship with us than God could be. 
Is that making sense to you? The whole Trinity thing. Which the author here kind of falls over. Is the, is Jesus praying for you? Is the Holy Spirit exactly. praying for you? Is it helping you pray? Are you praying it to mentions God? Both so, so before mm-hmm. we, I get we're all wrapped up, and I'm not going down that, that rabbit hole here, but the... <laughs> And, Sorry, and that's, a good, that's a great theological and discussion. Robert's disappointed. <laughs> uh, the, the professor is disappointed. But uh, but other than other than the, I mean, the Holy Spirit. I'm going to do it in basic basic lay understanding terms. Is the indwelling of God in us? Yes. So yeah, it's yes, a it's it a, a, a you can you can start falling over yourself saying, well, am I praying to the Holy Spirit or is the Holy Spirit? We can praying get too technical, me? right? Uh, but yeah, but I think yeah. but but so. Really, I think what we're getting at, if we turn ourselves over to the Holy Spirit or the guidance of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. we may find those words. I'm not. I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit. We should even. We should. We should sit, settle back, groan, and allow the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting. Because there'll be times where the Holy Spirit does do the heavy lifting, simply because of your situation. But. As we go into spiritual disciplines, like we have in the past, you should the whole, you should turn to the Holy Spirit and work with the Spirit in terms of being able to articulate your prayers or or knowing what to pray for that discernment. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. But it's not. I guess it's not an excuse. It's that's maybe what I was getting in at the beginning. It's not. It, it's to me, it's not acceptable to take the advice. Oh well, the Holy Spirit knows what you want, so don't worry. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm. I'm. I'm going. Not going to worry, worry. But I'm not going to say that. It, to me, that's a lazy answer. Well, have no, you ever it, heard it anybody is. groan for it five is. minutes? It is so. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I've, so, so you try to speak. Something. Yeah, right, right I, I'm, I'm, I borrowed a lot on these lessons. I'm borrowing a lot from Steve. Steve referenced earlier Richard Foster. I'm borrowing two books from Bonhoeffer: The Cost of Discipleship and Life Together. Life Together was written by Bonhoeffer. So Bonhoeffer opened in 1935 a clandestine underground seminary in Finkelwald, Germany. The basically, if you don't know your history, I'll give you a super quick lesson basically the lutheran church became nazi 101 central and embraced nazi germany has the lutheran has the church bonhoeffer was part of a group of they called them the, themselves the confessing church that said are you stupid <laughs> this guy is like bad news like all the way and so he started preaching against got pulled off he got asked to hold a hold a seminary so for about three years he led a seminary of students, and he wrote both of these books during that time frame. The Life Together was specifically designed for how the seminary ran day to day for themselves. And, and in it, he said, intercession means no more than to bring our brother into the presence of God to see him under the cross of Jesus as a poor human being and sinner in need of grace. And, and I think that is always a great place to start because that, in essence, is where we all are. You know, we're all in that boat that we're all in need of God's grace. And I, I'm kind of with you, Steve. It, you can't make the excuse, well, God, God bless Job. You know what he needs. You need to know enough about Job. P- part of this is, is, is this little-known thing in modern society 
that everyone seems to have forgotten about. It's called empathy, boys and girls. And until we have empathy for our fellow human beings, we don't know how to pray for them. We are so tied up in my, my, me, 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 me today. And I mean, I used to joke about the 70s being the me generation. The 2020s is the ultimate me generation. You know, it's all about me and keeping me safe and me getting what I want. And, and, oh, by the way, as part of that is, if I'm not getting what I want, then you're wrong. And not only are you wrong, but you're bad, evil, and need to be thrown under the bus and preferably to the gates of hell if you don't agree with me. And until we reverse the world, we're not going to know how to pray the way we pray. Prayer starts with having empathy for our fellow human beings. And I think that is a lost art form that I think we need to start exploring as, as men again and really start pushing it. Well, when I, uh, when I pray for other people, it's almost always prayers of comfort for them. Rarely have I been asked to pray for someone that they win the lotto. <laughs> you know, you don't get prayers for that. That's why I haven't won yeah. yet. Because yeah, yeah, I prayed for, <laughs> I prayed for them. I've wondered how that why I haven't won. <laughs> right, right, right. You, now I know it's all Bill's fault. You did, but nobody prayed for you. Yeah, nobody so, prayed with yeah, me. Yeah, right? They nobody were all, they were all praying against you because they were praying for themselves. <clears throat> but that's the, that's the thing about um, community um, and corporate. Uh, worship is that collectively we should be comforting each other and I, I know that um, professor was scolding the uh, the youth and the, the 20s the uh, 20s generation Gen Z Gen Z <laughs> but uh, but they'll get to the point to where you know guy well where we are and maybe you are out there <laughs> And I hate to be this way, Bill, but it, that empathy thing is pretty much across generations. And we won't get right. to see it, Un unfortunately. Right, yeah. right. But you will, you and and you will be asked um, to prayer to pray. And if you go to the comfort side, you'll be doing what God wants you to do. And we're going to go ahead and uh, take our second break. This is No Church Answers. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors, pastors and church, church leaders. leaders. Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is podcast number 268, No Church Answers. We're with the guys from Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. And we're talking about prayer, when we don't know what to pray. And uh, I want to go back to uh, our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Well, I do want to touch on this because I brought it up. We are told in the Bible, we are told by the Bible, to pray for all things. 
Put all, all things before God. Now, again, sometimes you feel things are unworthy of God's attention. I mean, obviously compared to things like your, your wife's illness, being out of a job, it kind of feels silly or trivial, that's what we were using, to, to pray for good weather or, or to pray for uh, that, you know, you're... Uh, another Astros win. Another, <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah. that's a great question. Yeah. We are, but, but, we are but, playing baseball, else, I'm um, just saying. Oh, but any, any name, name right. for yeah. pray for green lights or, or, or pray for... Uh, a, jasmine you know, tea. A good jasmine tea. That, yeah, the store is not out of your, <laughs> you know, tea. your Coca-Cola or your jasmine tea or whatever your uh, favorite... Uh, beverages. So I just want to throw it out there. Are are there trivial prayers or indeed should we take it literally that anything is worthy to be put before God? I, I think so, I, get an I, a or I, I, I want to try a stab at this. So in the grand scheme of life does the Astros winning the 2022 World Series matter to someone for the way they live their faith in their life? Probably not. So I don't think, I mean, don't give me aside. I get great joy when the, my Astros win, but I don't think that matters at that level. Does me getting green lights matter so I'm not late for work? Sort of. Does me getting into the college I want matter? Yeah. I, I, I don't think there are any trivial prayers I think there are prayers that aren't important in the grand scheme. It's like we are the the my students ask me to pray that they'll win their football games. I'll pray that no one gets hurt at their football that, games. It's it's interesting because I once did yeah. hear yeah. athletes talking about it, and yeah, there were two or three I, of them I, in Ren. I was pretty young, but they said they never pray to win or lose. They never pray to win. They just pray not to be injured. Yeah, that that's kind of <laughs> that's yeah. And and Cameron will back that up. Mm-hmm having long discussions with my child who's been affiliated with pro athletes for quite a bit, he will back that up. That they don't, they want to win. Don't get me wrong, they're very competitive people. But they just want to not get hurt and not see anybody else get hurt. Yeah, I don't think they're trivial prayers. I think they're prayers that don't matter in the scheme of individuals' lives one way or the other. And I think if I was going to call any prayer trivial, it'd be that prayer. And, and I think it comes back to the topic we're going to hit on another podcast is the, the, the three answers to prayer. In particular, we're going to talk about number three, which is the one that where you start with God, give me patience and give it to me now, uh, you know, because God's answer is wait. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm of the opinion there are not trivial matters because nothing is trivial to someone in their life. I do think a lot of what we need to focus on, and you mentioned it earlier, Steve, is the spiritual disciplines. I think when we're walking with God is when we have the opportunity to really focus in on and develop that empathy so we know how to pray. And and not only that, but what to pray for. You know, I'm, I'll be honest, I prayed for green lights on Sunday mornings because... Highway 6 coming to our church for me down Highway 6, it's either I hit every green light and I'm here in 10 minutes or I hit every red light and I'm here in 35 minutes. And that's literally the difference. <laughs> well, is it because you're running late, though? 
I have no idea. I, I you can't, got up late? I can't make the, I had the same commute at work, and I had the same problem. But I would still pray for that. Well, Even, yeah. If, yeah, no, no. It's yeah. a great question. I'm, I'm thinking, I, I remember uh, after I became a Christian, I was on KFMK, and, and I was uh, uh, talking. At that particular time, they did... Uh, they did preachers on Sunday, I think, and preacher Sunday evening or Saturday evening, whatever it was. And, uh, and I remember talking to a preacher, and we were discussing this very issue. Uh, can you pray for trivial things? Do trivial things, are they important to God? And, and I remember him telling me, he says, he says, you know, he says, we live out in the country, we live in Tomball. He says, uh, he says, we came home one day and we found a rabbit, and it had been hit, and it was off to the side of the road, and he said it lost a lot of fur. And he says, my daughters, he had a, a four-year-old daughter and a six-year-old daughter, and they just were beside themselves. So he picked up the rabbit and carried it home. And said, Daddy, can we pray for the rabbit to be healed? And, uh, and he says, yeah. He says, I, I guess so. He, you, know, you can't tell your children no, because they're very innocent. They're very expecting you to choose the right decision, and they're very trusting that God is capable of doing this. So he says, we prayed for the rabbit. We all held hands and prayed for the rabbit and put my hand on it. And he said, he says, by God, the next morning, the fur was back on the rabbit. The rabbit was standing up and as happy as could be. Now, he says, now, I knew the Lord could do that. But if he answered that prayer, which we prayed, it was for the benefit of my girls. I, it, I, I was fixing that. Yes. Go, go. And, and that, that's where I was kind of, that's where I was, that is so there, much there may be somebody able to, yeah. that, that I think, Sometimes we dismiss prayers as trivial because to us they're like, I'm praying for a rabbit, really? Right. But did yeah. his daughter need that to help her faith? Yes. And I, I think that's kind of one of the I think that's a I think that's a place we can go with this. Mm-hmm. And the way, think it through. The way I look at prayers um about trivial things, especially for uh people that uh, like you that are out there listening and certainly for the guys here, um a lot of times prayers are kind of like a test. Uh, like when you're in school, you're taking an exam. Some of them are, you know, short answer. Some of them are true and false. And those typical, as far as those prayers go, um, I think that you either get a yes, a no, or and I agree with the professor, or a wait. Mm-hmm. But then there's also prayers for direction and that is something that you have probably prayed for many times maybe weeks months years like uh judges all talked about many times uh lord told him to go to law school i'm absolutely certain you prayed for months uh, about that years about that because that is a direction I mean that is not a trivial thing, and I I think I think you'll get snapped back, you know, uh, on the trivial uh, prayers, uh, a yes, no, or, or or no answer at all, or or wait, but it's the directional prayers, those important prayers that you pray continually on, those are the ones that are different. You, I was praying for wisdom like you said. You're looking for wisdom, right, Bill? And the question, who does the wisdom benefit? Right? 
That may be the answer to what we're talking about in a lot of these trivial prayers. If the benefit is for another person is to glorify the Lord, then boy, you're more online there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If you're looking for wisdom to guide yourself uh, in the next job and how to, how to deal with the situation uh, with your wife, then I'm sure you're on the right track to handle God. But if you're, um, pardon me, you're for God to hear from you. And that's what I was doing when I was praying, Lord, how do I increase my faith? How do I increase my faith in you? Because I, I thought that was the right thing to ask. And I was seeking the Lord with all my heart. And, um, and that's when he said, go to law school. And, uh, and so, Bill, when you say, Lord, I'm looking for wisdom, and I want to keep walking with you and for my family. Obviously, I'm the leader of my family, right? And people around me are looking at me, and they're looking to see how I handle the situation. You're heading the right direction right there. I, I, I believe that. And as we're getting down to the end of Podcast 268, I want to go around the room one final time and uh, get some takeaways from the fellas and start with the professor. So I'm going to tie this back in because I, I was reading through this and and the ministry of bearing from Bonhoeffer's Life Together. He talks about for many, just ran a bunch of scriptures together and I'm going to apologize because these are in uh, King James and I'm not going to try to loose interpret them as I go through. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ, Galatians 6, 2. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, Isaiah 53, 4-5. Woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up, Ecclesiastes 4, 10. Forbearing one another, from Colossians three thirteen, walking with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, Ephesians four two, and then brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, Galatians six one. I think it all really comes down to that. Is we may not know what to pray, but we know we can pray. And I think mm-hmm. just taking the initiative and going and doing it. Because I do think that as you're doing your daily walk, it's going to start pointing you to the thing. I think that attunement with the Holy Spirit that Mike talked about before, it'll tell you, hey, you know, you ought to pray for Joe today. And you'll, you'll get that feeling. And I think it's the God. And I think it, it really comes down to, guys, we talk about it all the time, listeners, exercise your faith muscle daily. You know, you you you. you Exercise your body, hopefully. Some of us aren't doing as well as we should at that right now, self-included. You should exercise your mind by being the best you can be at your job or your profession or whatever you're doing at that moment. Why wouldn't you want to exercise your faith and make it a part of that? The more you do it, the better you get at it. The more you spend time in God's Word, spend time with Him, the better you become at praying. Excellent. Uh, a takeaway from you, Judge. As I mentioned earlier, and Steve had mentioned this, folks, um, a lot of what the uh, author in, in our, our lesson talked about is the attributes of the Holy Spirit in Christ as our intercessors. Uh, uh, so I just want to point out a couple of those things real quick and then and then address something I think uh, Bill said earlier about 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 expressing your your need for the Holy Spirit and how he guides you. The Holy Spirit reveals wonderful things which God has prepared for us and leads us 
to understand the mind of God, 1 Corinthians 2.12. He is an advocate, the Holy Spirit, and he will teach us all things and remind us of everything. This is what Jesus said to us, John 14.26. And, and he said, further yet, he was telling his disciples, when they arrest you, do not worry what you're going to say. He says, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of our Father, will speak through you, Matthew 10, 18 through 20. And the Holy Spirit gives us the fruit of the Spirit, as we mentioned earlier. They are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, forbearance, uh, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Also, he has the fruit of light, which consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And the Holy Spirit gives us the gifts of the Spirit, and that, those were the fruits of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are prophesying, serving, exercising our faith, leading, encouraging, showing mercy. Um, other gifts for the edification of the body that the Holy Spirit is responsible for giving us, let's see, is wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Now finally, folks, as we've shared, the Holy Spirit prays to God and interprets our heart and intent when we do not know what to pray. And probably that's a lot of the time, as the guys have shared. We often do not know where to start. And Bill gave some great practical advice. I want to repeat it, repeat it because it's worked for me great. He says, uh, when you're in a situation and you don't know what to pray, he starts complaining. And you, Bill, I don't remember if you said you wrote it down or you just down. talked about he it. Wrote it. He down. wrote it down. He says, Lord, I don't know what to pray. And I wish you would show me what to pray. And Bill complains about it. And I'll tell you what, folks, I have done that. I just started writing about things. I would like to know what you want me to do. This is what happened today. And I start writing a number of things. And my spirit begins to communicate with his. And you begin to sense his presence. And he begins to lead you. So Bill gave you one of the best practical advice I've heard. And I agree with him because I've used it, folks. So anyway, are, are prayers trivial? No, I don't think so. I think you'll know that if you ask a prayer. I, I believe the Holy Spirit will, will, will convince you of it if, if you ask something too trivial like, uh, Lord, can I win the lottery tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something that's, that's trivial or something that's not he's not concerned about. Anyway, Bill, back to you. Okay, Steve Titch, take one. Yeah, uh, well, there, there are no faux pas with God. You can stumble over your thoughts and words. Uh, he's not going to be offended. Not, he's not sensitive. He's not a snowflake. Uh, he'll, you know, you can you can speak inarticulately. But as as I think Robert's saying, our our gain, our our goal is to become more articulate in in how we pray and 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 the and what we bring to God, what we offer up to God in prayer and, and, and both these guys had all these guys have had, had good tips finally the, the author who, who does does have some good stuff in the lesson uh, that he reminds us of and just like I said there's no faux pas you don't you don't have to be a prayer warrior to be an effective prayer he says yeah it, it starts small it does, he says it prayer doesn't come naturally to us which is true, true. Uh, and, and the disciples asked Jesus about how to pray uh, and also, and, and this is more of a lead into next week, but uh, prayer is in a performance art. Um, uh, it's, yeah, I know, yeah, sometimes you've you're been called on to lead prayers for the group and you're a little nervous. Uh, don't worry about it. I know. 
it's always nervous to speak in front of a group. We will talk about that next week. Prayer, and public prayer and private prayer. Uh, so I'll leave us with that. And as an MC, I will definitely have some tips on that. Um, <laughs> and But the thing about it is for you men out there, uh, and if you're anything like me, and I sense that you are, uh, I don't have any problems praying for myself. But there's times when I have to literally force myself to care enough to pray meaningfully for others. And with that, thanks so much for tuning in to No Church Answers. Um, once again, thanks so much for all our sponsors and supporters. So on behalf of our show producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, my name is Bill Cox, and our, our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So please rate the podcast, leave a review, and if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or our website, new www.nochurchanswers.com, and post it there. And if you're unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service on Facebook, YouTube, and Sugarland, bless you, Mike, sugarlandbaptist.org, and it starts Sunday at 9.45 a.m. And when you're ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class you can join for discussions like this. And find one that is men only. And if there isn't one, start one. And don't take any church answers. See you next week. It starts <laughs> Sunday at 9.45 a.m. And when you're ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class you can join for discussions like this. And find one that is men only. And if there isn't one, start one. And don't take any church answers. See you next week. You've been listening to No Church Answers the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content. 